What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Just Glow With It podcast. And if you are new here, welcome. My name is Jasmine. I am a certified life coach, content creator, and the host of this podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle, wellness, and self-growth, all from a balanced perspective. So I don't know if you can tell, but I am a little bit under the weather. I have a cold and I've been pretty much sick all week. And I think you could kind of hear myself getting sick in my last podcast episode. I Towards the end of the episode, I was sounding real nasally and it wasn't cute. Like I said, this last week, I've been so sick. I think the last few weeks of being on the go have finally caught up to me and my body is telling me to just rest and take it easy. So that's what I've been doing this week, but I still wanted to get on the podcast and record an episode for you guys. So I'm pushing through. So I apologize if I still sound a little sick and a little nasally. Hopefully that's not too annoying. I personally can't stand the sound of my own voice right now, so... So sorry about that, but I did want to come on the podcast and have a cute, fun, lighthearted conversation. Today, I wanted to share what my girl therapy is. I don't know if you've seen this trend going around on TikTok, but it's basically a trend of girls posting what makes them happy, feel good, things that they enjoy. And I've also seen a few other podcasters share their girl therapy on the, on their podcast and I thought that I would make my own version and, and share my version of girl therapy. Obviously, this is just a cute little trend and not meant to be taken seriously. Since I've been home, I haven't really been able to do a lot of my girl therapy things and not being able to do some of the things that I'm going to be sharing today makes me appreciate them even more. And aside from that, I also wanted to give some big sister advice on self-love, healing, relationships. These are just things that I wish someone talked to me about when I was younger instead of having to figure it out on my own the hard way. So I hope that you enjoy this cute little fun episode. And again, I'm so sorry about my voice if it sounds off or weird. I'm so sorry, but i rather show up imperfectly than not show up at all. So that is all I have to say. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. So my first girl therapy thing that I want to get into is something that I definitely have been missing and it's being in my solitude and being in my own home. Now I don't want to sound like I don't like being around my family or that I'm ungrateful for the time that I'm spending with them because I definitely am but as someone who recharges by being by themselves I am really really missing just being in my own space and being by myself. And I'm sure once I'm back home, I will be talking about how much I miss everyone back home and how I'm homesick. So it's definitely a situation of always wanting what we don't have, but I'm working on that. But I have to say that there's just something so peaceful about being alone, especially in your own home, in your own space, your sanctuary, where things are exactly how you want them to be. It brings me so much joy and happiness and peace 
to just be in my own energy and in my own home. I love being able to start my day how I want, which is typically having very slow and quiet mornings. And that is definitely not how I've been starting my mornings here. I've been woken up pretty much every single day to my sisters fighting while getting ready for school. I just think one of the things that I miss most right now about being alone is not having people need me. As the oldest, I feel like I kind of fall into the role of being a second mom. And if you're a parent or you're the oldest daughter, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about as well. It's just exhausting mentally, physically, emotionally to have people need you from the moment that you wake up to when you go to bed. It's it's very overstimulating. And this is also how I know I am not ready for kids because just the idea of someone needing me to survive or having to take care of or someone that's constantly asking for my attention and my energy just sends me over the edge and down into the gutters, okay? I'm just being real. Like, with that being said, it's safe to say that solitude and being in my own home, being in my own space is major girl therapy for me, and I cannot wait until I'm back home with just my man and my cats and our peaceful, quiet home. But of course, I am still very grateful to be here with my family and be spending the holidays with them, of course, but nothing beats just being in your own home and having things the way you want them to be. That also brings me to my next girl therapy, which is having routine and structure in my daily life. So I've had some sort of routine and structure since I've been home, but not the way that I would if I was back home in Phoenix. And I honestly miss my routine and my schedule so much. I don't think I really grasped how much having a routine and structure really impacted my mental health and my well-being. I've realized that having those things set in place really helps me show up as the version of myself that I want to be. It helps me stay on track with my goals, find balance with every aspect of my life, and honestly, it helps me stay sane. One of the main reasons why I thrive on having structure and routines in my life is because growing up, my household was very chaotic, it was very unorganized, and it still very much is now that I'm here visiting as an adult, and honestly, being in a chaotic and unorganized environment causes me to feel so overwhelmed and frustrated, and being home, I see certain things being done a certain way or without any plan and I see the problems that it causes but I know that those things can be easily resolved if there was some sort of routine or system set in place and it's really frustrating to kind of see things from the outside and know what could fix the problem but not being able to do anything because it's not your life and it's not your house and you can't really there isn't much that I can do so that's been really frustrating and I definitely miss having a very solid routine whether it's like my morning routine my workout routine my evening routine I just miss my routines and again along with being home and in my own space cannot wait to get back on track back into a routine and start feeling like my best self again my next girl therapy thing is my beauty maintenance appointments. So every time I come to visit my hometown, I always book all of my beauty appointments from my hair, my nails, manicure, pedicure, all the things. And I personally really like the whole process of beauty appointment days, self-care days. I love getting my iced coffee before my appointment, listening to music on the way to my appointment, chatting with whoever's doing my services, and I love how I feel afterwards, but it's all just so fun for me. I love 
being a girl and doing girly things and I really enjoy my beauty maintenance days but in addition to that I've also really been into a lot of DIYing as well. There are definitely certain things that I will always splurge on, make time for, like my nails. That's one thing that I'll never do on my own because I just know I do not have the time, the patience, the skill set to do my own nails the way that I like them but things like lashes, trimming my own hair, things like that can definitely be done at home and it's been fun to learn how to do these things for myself and I'm definitely entering my beauty DIY era especially with the way prices are these days. I don't know about you guys but I can't justify spending $200 on lashes every two weeks. It's definitely a luxury. Okay my next girl therapy is probably my favorite but it's doing weekly recap photo dumps with your friends. So I saw someone post about this on TikTok so this is not my idea by any means, but I sent the video to one of my best friends and we recently started doing this. So what we do is each Monday, we send photos from the previous week to recap kind of what we did, what we experienced, if we have any story times from the week before. And I honestly don't know how I hadn't thought of this sooner. I think this is such a great and low maintenance way to catch up with friends, especially as adults or if you have long distance friendships. I feel like this is a great way to stay connected to the people in your life and to kind of share what's going on in your life, especially with things that you might forget to mention. And doing this has made me feel more involved and a part of my friends' lives despite how far we might be from each other. So I've really been enjoying this weekly recap photo dump that I started doing with my best friend and I'll probably start doing it with some of my other friends as well, but that's been really nice. Okay, my next girl therapy is coffee shop dates and then taking a walk in a cute little neighborhood afterwards. So this can be with a friend, a partner, or by yourself. I've been loving doing this, especially since I've been back home. My friend recently introduced me to a new coffee shop that opened up in our downtown area. I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram story that I posted of my downtown, but it is so cute. And as much as I personally didn't like living here and I don't think I would enjoy living here, I will give credit where credit is due. And I just have to say that we have such a cute and quaint small downtown area, especially during the fall time. Just all the leaves and the historic buildings, it's just so beautiful. I feel like I'm in Rosewood from Pretty Little Liars. If you've seen that show, you know exactly what I'm talking about and it just feels so nostalgic to just be in that area so so a few times a week I've been going to the new coffee shop that opened up downtown and I've been by myself I've been with some friends and sometimes I'll just go and journal and then I'll walk around downtown and it's honestly so therapeutic to just spend a solo self-care day at a coffee shop and walking around and just enjoying all the beautiful nature around me Okay, so now I want to move on to some big sis advice. These are things that I wish I knew a lot sooner and things that I wish I did not have to learn the hard way, but everything happens for a reason. These lessons definitely made me who I am today, so I'm grateful for that. But I want to cover a few different topics, but they kind of all intertwine with one another. It's a combination of all things self-love, relationships, friendships, life in general, and things like that. And the First big sisterly advice that I want to give you guys is your self-love sets the standard, so raise it. 
Self-love is quite literally the foundation of a healthy and fulfilling life and your level of self-love becomes the benchmark for how others will treat you. If you have a high regard for yourself, you are less likely to tolerate mistreatment, disrespect, or any form of unhealthy relationships and by setting high standards through self-love, You essentially communicate to the world the level of treatment that you require and deserve. And unfortunately, most of us aren't really taught how to love and value ourselves and we end up copying what we see growing up and if what we saw growing up wasn't necessarily the healthiest version or form of self-love, we either repeat the cycle of low self-love or we learn to break it. Reflect on your upbringing and identify what was the message that you were told or saw in regards to self-love, especially the women in your life. How did they love themselves? Did they love themselves? Did they value themselves? What did they tolerate when it came to relationships and how they were treated? A lot of the messaging that we see growing up, we subconsciously start to believe about ourselves and follow as we get older. And there is a certain message that we put out into the world that we might not even realize that's what we're putting out there. So if you're someone who's trying to act actively raise their self-love and their standards, start by reflecting back on your upbringing and identifying what the positive and negative influences were for you. If you do recognize any negative patterns of low self-love, self-esteem, self-worth, consciously work on breaking those and I think that my podcast is a great resource for that. I know there are so many other resources that are amazing for working on your self-love but starting from the root of where your self-love stems from is going to be so beneficial in being able to actually transform and raise your self-love. My next big advice, I know a lot of people are not going to like to hear this and I know when my very first therapist suggested this concept to me I was extremely offended and I was not having it but it's the absolute truth and it's your trauma is not your fault but your healing is your responsibility. So I'm going to say something that might be a bit of a hot take and I honestly don't like giving a lot of hot takes because I like to keep the peace and everything but I feel like it's important to share this and if you're listening to my podcast I I feel like you most likely don't think this way or feel this way about yourself but something that I've noticed that has become super trendy especially on social media is this trend of who is the most traumatized out there who has more trauma than the next person it's almost like it's become a competition on who's been through the worst who's suffering the most who has the most diagnosis and I truly do not understand why and I'm not by any means invalidating anyone's experience, anyone's trauma, mental health issues. Trust me, if anyone understands those things, it's me. And just speaking on personal experience as the oldest daughter, the oldest sibling, the oldest granddaughter, and the oldest cousin, there was definitely a lot, and I mean a lot of things that were put onto me that were simply unwarranted. I definitely have experienced a lot of trauma and pain, especially in my childhood, and I still to this day work through some of the resentment that I feel, and some days are definitely not easy by any means. But 
I've also been on both sides of the spectrum where I've allowed my pain to have power over me and that was hard to deal with because I was so unhappy. I felt powerless in my life and I just felt like a victim to everything that has ever happened to me and I hated the world and I felt like it was me against the world and life was out to get me. And on the flip side of that, I've also now am in a position where I've taken control of my life by not letting my past hinder my growth and working through my past so that I could come out stronger. And that also has been hard, but in a more rewarding and a more fulfilling way. So are there days where I'm like, why do I have to be the one to break the cycle? Why do I have to be the one to carry these burdens? Why do I have to be the one to do all this work when none of this was my fault? Absolutely, I have those days. But what I've come to realize is that it's not easy either way. Whether you choose to be a victim of your circumstances or the things that have happened to you, or you choose to rise above it and not let those things define you or have power over you, whichever side you choose, both of those decisions come with some level of difficulty and hardships and you have to decide which one is worth experiencing or which one you want to experience and as someone who has both been the victim and has also been the one to take their power back I can wholeheartedly say I would much rather be the person who takes control of their life and doesn't let their circumstances their past have power over them And I much rather deal with the difficulties that that journey brings than the journey of being a victim all the time. I know that this one might be hard to hear. Like I mentioned, when my therapist first suggested that I had a victim mindset, I took that very personally, but it really was the catalyst to my personal growth journey and it really woke me up to take back power and control over my life. And for that, I am so grateful for my therapist for calling me out on my victim complex because I don't know where I would be if I never had someone tell me that. Okay, my next big sis advice is you're not asking for too much. You're just asking the wrong person. Before I get into this one, I just want to say that I have two different takes when it comes to this piece of advice. So just listen up, okay? When I say you're not asking for too much, I'm first talking about, you know, the basic bare minimum things like being treated kindly, with respect, being made to feel special or like you're important, especially when it comes to like a romantic partner. That is not asking for too much that is the basic bottom of the barrel bare minimum okay you should never even have to ask someone especially someone that you're romantically involved with to be treated kindly with respect to made feel like you're important or beautiful no you should never ever 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 have to ask for these things The way that I look at it is if someone in your life isn't treating you this way or adding value to your life in a positive way, why are they even there? Really ask yourself that. That is my first take when I say you're not asking for too much, you're asking the wrong person. My other take when it comes to you're not asking for too much, you're asking the wrong person, does require you and I to have our expectations in check and make sure that we are being realistic when it comes to the people that we are expecting things from. I am going to use a very, very extreme kind of example just to make my point very clear. But let's just say when it comes to romantic relationships, you expect your partner 
your man, your husband, your boyfriend, whoever it is to fully take care of you financially, okay? That's how your dad takes care of your mom and you expect nothing less. Okay, great. That's your standard. Now, let's say that you start dating someone who maybe grew up in a different type of household. Maybe both of their parents worked or they split living expenses evenly and it was a 50-50s type of situation. Now, as an adult, that's their standard for relationships. And something that I wish I realized a lot sooner is that both of you are entitled to have your own standards when it comes to relationships. And if they feel like what you're asking for is too much, that doesn't mean that they're wrong in how they feel. It just means that they might be wrong for you. And there are so many nuances when it comes to this, but it's something that I really wish I had early on. But this is why it's so important that when you're dating, to to be very clear on what your standards and what your expectations are. If you're asking the wrong person for these things, they might make you feel like you're asking for too much or that you're being unreasonable or selfish or greedy, when in reality, there is someone out there who will happily and willingly want to give you the things that you also want. Also, when it comes to dating, be very mindful of certain people who will try to quote-unquote humble you or lower your standards for them. A way that they might do this is by making you feel like what you want is not possible or unrealistic or it's asking for too much. There will be people that you come across in the dating world who know exactly what you want, what you require, what you deserve, what you ask for, knowing that they do not have the means, the ability, or the desire to meet those standards and they will still go after you in an an attempt to humble you to lower yourself to match their level and this is where I want women to really stand 10 toes down when it comes to what they desire what they deserve and what their standards are and this is also why your self-love is so important because there will be people who try to challenge you and make you feel like you're not deserving for those things and again I just want to reiterate that there will be someone, multiple someones, who would be happy and willing to give you what you want and then some. So when it comes to friendships or relationships, make sure that your guys' values and standards align so that these mismatches don't happen. So piggybacking off my last advice, my next big sis advice is people's actions are telling you exactly how they feel about you, so don't complicate it. The way that I would jump through hoops to convince myself that a friend or someone I was dating liked me even though their actions said something completely different was an extreme sport, okay? The level of Delulu I had was something else and not in a good way. People, especially men, will make a whole lot of empty promises. They will say what they think you want to hear and then do the complete opposite. Something that I stand firmly on is I believe actions over words. I definitely give the people in my life a lot of grace and a lot of love because I know I need so much grace and love when I'm going through it or I'm not feeling my best. I know sometimes I can't show up and be 
the best friend, the best girlfriend, the best sister that I need to be. And I'm so thankful that the people in my life give me that same grace. But there's a difference between giving grace and being empathetic, being patient with people and then being a pushover and I think when it comes to defining are you giving grace or are you doing too much is just being aware of the consistent actions from people for example let's say that your best friend is someone who's always there for you she's always showing up for you consistently she's you know checking in on you you guys hang out regularly you guys talk regularly she shows up for every birthday every milestone she's there for you consistently and then maybe let's say she's going through something going through a breakup and she stops showing up as consistently you have to take into consideration overall is she a consistent friend who shows up And is she just maybe going through a hard time right now? Is she just going through a rough patch? And do you just need to give her a little grace and a little space to kind of figure her stuff out? Or is she the type of friend who rarely ever shows up for you, who rarely ever supports you, who rarely ever reaches out to you, and it's a consistent pattern with them? That is something that you have to determine when it comes to, should I give this person grace? Or am I being a pushover and their actions are telling me, that they don't care about me because at the end of the day we're all human we all are going through things we all have our own lives and dealing with our own problems and sometimes as humans we might not be able to show up the way that we want to and we just need a little grace and a little patience from the people in our lives and then there are times when it gets to a point where you realize that someone has consistently showed you over and over and over again through their actions or lack of action how they really feel about And that leads me to my last big sis advice, which is the circle you keep will either upgrade or downgrade your life. And I mean mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, and in every aspect. And I know that no one is perfect. We all live and we all learn. And I know the same way that some people were toxic to my life, I was probably toxic to their life. But I can say that the comparison between the circle I have now versus the circle I had before is like night and day and the way that my current circle pours just so much love support and energy into me and vice versa of course is just so beautiful and has been quite literally life-changing the circle of amazing women that I surround myself with have helped me to believe in myself when I've struggled to believe in myself they've helped me elevate in my career they've supported my work they've shown up for me and the things that I do and, and whenever I've needed them I've always had such a strong supportive group of women around me and my current circle makes me feel so seen and so loved and appreciated they have truly elevated my life in so many ways and I only hope that I have been able to elevate their lives as well so as you elevate on your journey as you start to evolve you might notice that your circle starts getting smaller and it might feel like it's going to stay that way and it honestly might stay that way for a while but if you stay on your path and if you continue being authentically you you will attract the people who are meant to be in your life so that's just some of my big sisterly advice that I had that I wanted to share on all things self-love relationships friendships life these are just some things that I have been noticing 
or experiencing these last few weeks. So I really wanted to touch on these topics. I think they're really important, especially for us women, especially in our 20s or 30s or really any age. I feel like this advice is no matter what stage you are in your life. But I really wanted to share more. But honestly, you guys, my voice feels like it's about to give out again and I can feel like I'm overworking my voice right now because I'm still very sick and I probably sound super nasally right now which I hate but this is all I can give right now so I hope that you guys enjoyed. Be sure to check out our sponsors for today's episode. As always until next time remember to just glow with it.